So I'm going to stop there and hopefully entertain some questions. So my good friend here to the left, my very tall friend, has said, in light of the fact, I said work gives meaning to your life, but there's a lot of people who are not working. And so do they have no meaning? So do they have no they, meaning? They like and, and in there he said, and work is tied to the economy. Well, first of all, I would say it's a problem when we evaluate work based on economy. I, I, there, there's actually a huge range of discussion. What is the relationship of work to money? Now, in our culture, work has been so commoditized, tied to money, that those whose job earn less feel less significant. So I would have a... I'm not comfortable saying work, the way I'm talking about it, is intrinsically tied to the economy. Work is extrinsically tied to the economy in our world. So that, first thing there. Second thing, I think I hear you saying, does somebody who does not work have no meaning? Remember the way I defined work. I, I would ask the question, if I were you, in a far more provocative way. Aubrey, people who can't work. Let's not say people who don't work. People who can't work because of some disability. Are they meaningless lives? I would, I would argue with the, the assumption of how you're defining work there. Now, there does come a place in disability where work does not occur. But there's a lot of work that does occur prior to that state. And it's only because our society attaches the value of work to the amount of money it makes that it makes the disabled struggle so deeply with their place in this world. That's a big part of the issue. Now, what about the person that absolutely cannot serve the common good? Do they have no meaning? I would be very uncomfortable saying that. Good. <laughs> We're in a place that has no access if you're not in you know unless you can walk well stairs and all that stuff so that's no one in the crowd i know i don't even really know how to untangle all of this for that i think it's there and um i i couldn't do it shortly that's for sure because i'd have to talk a while to figure out what i think so he said how do you respond to the statement i'm not a human who does i'm a human who is i'm not a human doing i'm a human being um I would say that it's a well-intentioned idea that's deeply flawed. It's a, you would have a very hard time, apart from these extreme examples, living life in some solitary state of doing nothing. To be made, from the Christian view, to be made in the image of God is to be made to work. And that who you are is sculpted by what you do. Uh, the last session, your work is the crucible of your faith. I was also going to title it, the work as a crucible of your being. A child's work is play. You know, work has lots of different stages. So I, I would respond to it, that's for sure, and I'd have a discussion with somebody. I've been here, just started my third year. What's the most challenging aspect of my work here? 
Well, first of all, I'm one of the people that's blessed that, for me, it's thank God it's Monday. I love my job. The other day I got up early and my wife said, what are you doing? And I said, I just can't wait. I got to go to work. I love my job. And um, she kind of laughed at me and made some kind of helpful remark. (laughs) For me, the most difficult part of my job is administration. Every job has um, thorns. My wife, uh, we have five children and uh, she's a full-time homemaker. And if she doesn't do laundry one day... It's like yeast in bread. It comes flowing. For me, email and administration is like that. If I turn away from it, it kind of explodes. And I'm like, holy cow. And I don't like that part of my job. It's thorns and thistles to me. Like to a farmer, you know, every job has stuff like that. He's saying if, if part of our job on our job is to think about, help me out here, Mike think about what what our work is meant to be is is to is to discover what our work is designed to be to do and then to labor to tilt our portion of that sector back into line with that original created purpose he said how do you go about doing that that's a very um he said it's a different way of looking at work there are two basic kinds of work There's work that creates goods and there's work that's based on service. There's service and there's goods. I find that a helpful way of thinking about the work world. The production of goods or service. Some jobs have lots of overlap. Sometimes the way a particular field is twisted is very easy to see. When a policeman's beating someone they've arrested and there's a culture on a police department of brutality, that would be an easy call, right? Unless you were in the police department, it might be more difficult to call it because it's... um, So some, some things, and I could pick on... Obviously, we could pick on any kind of industry, not just to pick on the police... How do we go about identifying the brokenness in our job? One of the ways that I've found helpful is to think about, to think of this in terms of a metaphor. And the metaphor is woodworking. When you're working with wood, if you work with the grain, it's different than working against the grain. My father right now is um, building these lovely built-in bookshelves in a room at my house, 10 feet tall ceilings, and it's like 14 feet wide. And The other day, my dad and I were at a friend's house, and we had bought some rough lumber, and we were running this lumber through a a device called a Williams and Hussey, and this one particular board gets to the end. Basically, it takes a board and turns it into crown molding or whatever. This one board gets to the end of it, and it's like the machine blows up, smoke, loud noises. I look at my friend. He comes running over, yanks the plug out of the wall. Well, somehow the grain and the blade had gotten all twisted up. I think when our jobs are done with the grain of the universe, they contribute to human flourishing. They contribute to the shalom of civilization. 
to the webbing together of God, humans, humans with each other, humans with themselves. When your work is broken, it actually dehumanizes. It doesn't, it, it de-civilizes. It breaks community. So one of the things to it's one of the things to do. It's it's a question of wisdom. So if I if I was a school teacher, a professor at a university, there are ways of running a classroom and react and relating to students that dehumanizes a student or doesn't produce good product. What's the product? Education. And that's the parts of the job that need to be dealt with. Have I muddied the water? Or? I'm going to talk more about this in the second and third week in particular. This whole issue of the grain of the universe and eat in various spheres. So he said he, it, it appears to him that there's a big disconnect between what, he lear- what people learn in, in college and what they do. First of all, here's one of my basic premises. I'm not an expert in any field but my field. And every field has such, requires such nuanced knowledge. To ask an outsider to weigh in, that's like asking a non-farmer to help a farmer figure out, you know, farming issues. I don't really have a lot of right to talk to Aaron about how to fix the justice system. I'm not an educator. I think there's some assumptions behind your question. You're assuming the purpose of college is to make a good, is to give a skill set to do a job. But there's another view, and the other view is that the purpose of college is to make the type of person who can do a job. And I think that requires a long conversation. I, I, um, I do think the university system is broken. I think the primary cause of the brokenness in the university system is because economics is in the driver's seat instead of the back seat. It belongs at the table, but it shouldn't be the chairman of the table. And I think that's twisting education. But now that's an outsider, and that's really for administrators to work through. So...